Hey guys, it's Homie and the Dude, the father and son team. Our sponsor today is GM Ledges, the coolest way to minimize clutter behind your GM screen. If you're like me and you have a laptop, dice, spell cards, pen, dice, minis, maps, and even more dice behind your screen, then like me, you need these ledges to organize your tabletop life. Check out the GM Ledges Kickstarter. Their link is in our description. This is Homie and the Dude, and today we are doing another episode of D&D Diaries. Today we're talking about ending off your first adventure, and the mistakes that I made ending my first adventure. <laughs> is this whole series about us? Yes. A series of mistakes we've made along the way. Basically. <laughs> yeah. But, but actually, that's pretty helpful. It's so you guys can learn from it, basically. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, um, in the last session, we talked about how to find your DM style um, and how I was kind of doing that while we were doing our Lost Minds of Fandelver um, campaign, uh, adventure. And at the moment, uh, we, we've actually finished that and moved on to our, our homebrew stuff, which is what this series is leading to. But um, the way that that first adventure ended was very anticlimactic to say the least. And I wanted it to be this huge climax and this beautiful ending that didn't really come uh, at all, really. Yeah. And so for anyone who doesn't know, there's gonna be some spoilers in this uh, for, for The Lost Minds of Fandelver. So if you are planning on playing it or playing it through right now, you might wanna tune out now. Um, but basically when you get to the Wave Echo Cave, it's this huge cavern. It has like 20 something rooms in it and it's, you know, a massive expanse for the players to move through, lots of creatures to encounter, um, lots of different terrains and rooms and like environments. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, really, really interesting stuff in there. Some great stuff for you guys to encounter. Um, our team were very cautious. They kind of maneuvered our way through, uh, maneuvered their way through, like very cautiously being quiet, trying not to stir as much attention as possible and slowly made your way to the, uh, the, the, the big bad evil guy, the BBEG. And um, <laughs> you guys basically made it there. We had like a little back and forth, a little battle with him and some of his cronies. Uh, you guys ended up defeating him. And that was basically that. It, it didn't feel like a big hurrah moment. So what that, hmm. what that told me, the reason that that moment and that moment was like, you've, this guy has been messing with our team the entire campaign. He's been messing with Fandolin. He's been messing with uh, the Rockseeker brothers, you know. Um, and yet, it, when it came down to it, you know, getting rid of him wasn't a very impactful moment. And the reason that was, and I, I know this is a fact, is because I didn't do my job as a DM, lacing that in there enough, giving you guys enough reason uh, to really feel like that moment was worth something to you. So I know that it was a fault on my end of that I should have, throughout the plot that we did do, uh, lace some more of like him in there, some yeah, reason, some, some negativity around him that makes you guys uh, have an emotional reaction to it. And that's yeah. at the end of the day what you're trying to draw out of players, whether it be, you know, their character feeling angry or happy or, you know, in love or, you know, whatever that character feels and then what the player feels as, as a, you know, connection to that um, is important. So 
yeah, I felt like I, I definitely let you guys down by not drip feeding more of the black spider throughout the kind yeah. of plot and giving you more reason to be afraid of him and the atrocities he's maybe doing elsewhere and things like that, you know what I mean? It's tricky, man. It is tricky because to some degree, a, a purist might say that actually might be railroading a little bit, but it's mm. not. I don't think it is. I think it's, it's, hmm, it's providing backstory in case you end up there but i get it like to me the reason i think it was as a player it felt like just another battle because we had been through a series of battles mm -hmm. and there wasn't th this big sort of character development this lead-in that made it feel like okay this is the one like this is the ultimate one mm -hmm. that's why i think it was just uh yeah but it just i mean dude it was it was great and it was a big battle but it did feel a little bit like, okay, well, won that one. What's the next one? Yeah. Oh, that was it? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, and, I, and again, I think that comes down to the players are doing what they're doing, and if the DM doesn't present that as an it, and we talked about with you, uh, with you um, having your moment with Droop and that whole stuff and that being a little bit underwhelming in one of the previous episodes, you know, it's one of those things where you really have to lace that in, and if your players bite, then they bite. If they don't, then you, you do just have to move on. And... So we did move on. <laughs> we continued on for a little bit and I had actually written a bit of a, like um, almost like epilogue bit of plot for the for these guys because I knew we were going to end this adventure not continue on these characters because me and Tom wanted to focus on working on our homebrew. And um, so basically I wrote a cliffhanger. And boy, do I regret writing a cliffhanger. <laughs> um, I, so I don't think it was as bad as you think it was. I thought that, that last little scene was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, in my head, I thought it was cool as well. But uh, it, didn't, it didn't come out as, as awesome as that. But basically, earlier in the plot, for a lot of you that don't know, there's, a, there's an NPC called Alia Thornton or Halia Thornton. And she is actually part of the Zentarim. Um, and she's in the... Uh, in the um, town of Phandalin doing some work for them basically and uh, being a spy for them. Um, she has the opportunity to offer one of the players uh, an opportunity to join the Zentarum. She chose our rogue, makes sense, the Black Network, Zentarum, yeah, it all makes sense basically. And so um, the, the rogue, uh, our, our rogue went to uh, Halia's house at the, request, at the request of Alia. However, earlier in the session, Alia and Tom's character had had a bit of interplay and there had been some insulting of him based on his like ethnicity and uh, in terms of like race and also his his upbringing and she insulted Tom. So actually when the meeting was organized between Alia and our rogue to have this conversation about the rogue joining the Zentarim, uh, Tom decided that his character was actually going to try and sneak off and follow the rogue and try and see what was going on because he didn't trust Halia. Well, it was actually, it was more than that. It was, so it, it wasn't an overt insult. It mm. was sort of like a provocative little like jab, but it like hit me deep, right? Yeah. In my, my story, like you don't, you just don't want to say certain things to certain characters. Like that's the no-go zone. And, and, and she went past the no-go zone. So then at that point, in my mind as a player, I'm thinking I need, like I'm, that, that is like, we're gonna fight now. We're gonna, we're gonna see who, who comes out of this because you don't say that to me without consequences one way or the other. So I was like sneaking behind our rogue. Yeah. Our rogue didn't know it, but it was not necessarily as a, as a recce mission to find more information. It was 
to allow the rogue to enter the and space then confront. and me to go in and confront. And that didn't fucking work out either. No. <laughs> it, it, it ended up basically this 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 situation where Holly is trying to employ our rogue in the Zentarum. Tom's character shows up outside and sh like basically does like the 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 uh, yeah, the, the, the Achilles <laughs> the Achilles and Hector and Troy. Yeah, and then starts basically shouting, come outside, and uh, and with that... She got scared and left. <laughs> Alia, Alia bailed and uh, and managed to escape knowing that she was smarter uh, than, than taking the battle against a wizard and a rogue. She decided to to bail and to, to, to disappear. So what I had done is I'd taken that little bit of like extra plot that we had just stumbled into through you guys role-playing and choosing things. And what I did was I was like, cool. At the end of them taking all this time to go to the Wave Echo Cave, they've come back and Holly is back waiting for you. She's here, prepared, and she's brought her cronies and people back to deal with you guys. Yeah. So the way I ended it is, basically the players have returned, they receive this hero's welcome, and then the Zentarum Black Network with Alia arrive, and it then ends in the Black Network charging at our players, and what would have been, I assume, another battle, but I was then like, and that's where we kind of end the adventure. And the response was not like, oh, awesome. It was, oh. And no, but I think that was do, like- Do you know what I mean? No, I don't, I, so you may not have taken it. Like, I really felt like, I loved it. And it, it harkened back to some movies that I've seen. Like, I think maybe um, one of the Tomb Raiders had like an ending like that where it's like it's frozen and it's like an attack, like almost like, and that's how you had it's, it. You had them all lined up, ready, and it was like the next move was everyone moving forward together. And I thought that was really cool. So I didn't, I didn't look at it as like, it felt like it was setting us up for if we wanted to do another adventure, we were ready to go. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of what I had laid out as, but um, in the end, it, it didn't feel as impactful. I know I spoke to our, um, our uh, our fighter at the time and he was a bit like uh i wanted a bit more of a conclusive ending yeah. as we were gonna leave it there he was like i was a bit bummed out with that um spoke to the rogue and the rogue was like oh like i didn't think that they would come back and she was she was just a bit like oh like it was okay yeah whatever you know kind of thing and so Again, what I learned was that cliffhangers can be done, but again, it needs to be something that doesn't just affect one or two players. Like, yeah. it needs to be something that affects the whole team enough to get everyone like in that headspace of, oh, okay, this is cool, this is interesting. And this is something we'll talk about in later episodes, but building your players' backstories and, and working with your players to build a really cool backstory that then you can use and utilize to sadly as a dm manipulate the players emotions through different things that have happened through their lives and different mannerisms that you know that they carry and stuff and so um which you did brilliantly with that halia moment knowing that that was a trigger for me yeah so, yeah yeah exactly so the original moment that got tom to then follow i knew that he had a sensitive point in his backstory about the type of elf that he was and where he had come from. So um, she recognized that and mentioned something about it. So it did spark something in Tom, and that's the type of thing that I'm talking about. But I should have made it so that it was more effective to across more of, more of the team. Um, yeah, yeah. However, in conclusion, it was a 
interesting ending. It taught me a lot about how I would end my campaigns. I think if I were to end, when I end my next campaign or my next adventure, um, it will be uh, an epilogue, but not so much of a like a cliffhanger, more of like an epilogue telling what happens to the players, you know, after that, whether they go their separate ways, whether they stay, you know, the Lord buddies. of the Rings epilogue. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like the whole, just, just like, you know, and this person grows old with this and yeah. does this and, you know, that kind of thing. And I think sometimes having that last little bit gives the players like a full rounded ending to, uh, to their to their characters and to the adventure and to the journey that you've all been, that we've all been on together telling this story. Let me ask you this, and this is maybe to, to soften your critique of yourself. Were we 100% decided at that point that we were not gonna continue on with Phandalin? Cause I'm not sure about that. It felt like we might, or we might, we might use those characters going mm. forward. So there might've been, there might've been reason to set it up that way, but I totally get your point that I felt one way our rogue felt, felt another way, our fighter felt another way. And so what you want to do is you want to build it so that there is a, there's sort of a universal message that everyone is very clear that, okay, this is the end or we're set up to do something else. That's yeah. what you're meaning. Yeah, exactly. And so I think what I learned was, yeah, adding a strong conclusion and, and, and building that up, making the, the stuff that's happening in the world around the players. Like that's the other thing is like, you don't like for you guys, the black spider wasn't impactful because you didn't see what he was doing in the world around you. He wasn't affecting much yeah. around in the world around you. And that was a big problem. He needed to affect more around you. So by having the cogs continuously turning irregardless of what the players are doing, it means that you guys get wrapped up in a world that is still very active, irregardless of whether you guys are sat in a pub drinking or slaying dragons. Do you know what I mean? And it's Yeah. And even like if there was like some stories of the black spider or like there was some consequences that, you know, one of the one of the characters we were fighting had mentioned you know you know in you know in defense of the back black spider i'll you know i'll give my life like something to really accentuate like this black spider is actually pulling everyone's puppet strings at the end we, we have to confront that and that kind of climax and then from there yeah we either take a deep breath and be like okay well we're now going back to the village and living happily ever after or repacking and like getting ready for the next thing yeah and so we ended off the Lost Minds of Fandalver <laughs> we did. Uh, with uh, an interesting note to end it on. And what we then decided after much deliberation was that we were going to begin writing our first homebrew world setting adventure campaign, however you want to put it, all of the above. Um, and oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> how, how much that was a mountain that we didn't know was as big as it was. We could see just, it's the, whole, see the, it's the iceberg. It's the, you can see the tip <laughs> yeah. of the iceberg, and there's like so much below the water. Or you're like, oh, okay, so it's just that mountain. So we get to the top of that, and we see just a, a range of mountains higher and higher yeah, and higher behind exactly. that. Exactly. So, yeah, guys, the next couple of uh, episodes are going to be talking about our, our journey through writing our homebrew, learning the process like we have been throughout playing The Lost Minds, um, and, and what we learned and giving you guys some advice along the way. But what we can say for ending your campaigns, make sure that you fed the, the, if it does end with a, with a big, bad, evil guy, you know, uh, and, and make sure you fed some of that into your players. Make sure that they feel uh, that emotion towards that person before they even arrive in their lair or in their, you know, in their final space. You know, that kind of stuff really, really matters. And the other thing is make sure you lace those backstories in because there's nothing more powerful than, you know, messing with a player's backstory. And if that, for example, you know, 
hurting someone that means something to them, you know, uh, affecting uh, something that is valuable to them, insulting something that is a sensitive point to them. Do you know what I mean? Um, acting in a way that they disagree with, you know, using that stuff to really um, create that emotion uh, will help you out. And furthermore, um, maybe for your first adventure, avoid a cliffhanger unless you're going to continue <laughs> it on um, and maybe, uh, maybe consider just writing a nice conclusion would maybe be what I would say. Otherwise, though, guys, this has been uh, Homie and the Dude D&D Diaries. Uh, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you in the next one. Later, guys. We're chugging through. We're loving doing this stuff, you guys. Um, if you want to support us, if you want to make sure that we can keep getting, you know, better quality set, better quality lights, make the filming better. Bigger, um, bigger batteries for the camera. Bigger batteries for the camera. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you can do that by just liking following the page and subscribing to the YouTube channel. That is what really makes a difference to us.